Well, hello, Mina fans and Mina fans. Mina fandom is here to fill the content void this week because I'm joined by my guy Red. And Red, we, we basically haven't had a show this week. The mini golf show was more like a bonus vibe. It was there was not a lot going on there. I saw you, your complaint. You got to, you got it before we did. Um, there's not a lot there. They gave us an hour, which is nice. Um, we don't have a lot going on. I thought there would be more barstool stuff to react to, more Kirk in the mix with things, and I'm sure we'll probably get into that a little bit. Uh, so it's just you and me, buddy. We'll carry this heavy load. This is where we're here for the people. This is what we do. That's right. That's right. I, and I don't think. Kirk did much content in New York. He went on the rundown very briefly, and I didn't see anything else. He said he was going to be on with Big Cat, so I'm assuming that's going to come, and I'm assuming um, he's doing very well in the Dozen Trivia because uh, Jeff D. Lowe announced that the you know the schedule that's coming, and Kirk's not on there yet, so he must be doing very well. So I guess... I did see him on the, the photo that they tweeted out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's going to be leaked out. That's we're going to see him in what uh, you know, four weeks or whatever it is, so. May twenty sixth or something. The yeah, first sure. one. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. So all the listeners out there, as usual, we'll start with taking care of business. Then we've got show stuff, Minifan World stuff, and we'll wrap it up with your numerous listener questions because we care about our fans. We love our listeners, mm-hmm. and we'll never forget you. Um, yeah, but you know, first bit of taking care of business is um, you know this show is kind of a precursor to the main show uh, rather than being a reaction show. So it's a bit of a different spot to us. And it, I went down a bit of a, a rabbit hole of thoughts last night about this. Um, you know, what would happen then if the, the main show were to just wind things up? Could we keep this show going um, and just sort of react to nothing, just shoot the shit? Thoughts? I think we could. I mean, I I don't know if we want to put ourselves out there. Um, you know, news of the day, I think we could certainly do. Um, I have so many questions for you on so many different topics. Um, just how you break down the language over there, for one thing, would be great. <laughs> so, um, and there's, I'm sure Lauren Lynn would probably be a constant discussion piece, I'm sure. So, But, but we, if we, we were to stop, if, if KMS were to stop, you know, everyone would want a show to replace it, a show where, you know, people shoot the shit and make fun of people. And if Kirk's not there to do it, maybe, you know, we could just slip in there. And then I sort of went one step further and I thought, okay, so say Kirk decides to retire, could I license KMS? So could it be the Kirk Minahan show hosted by Menace? And we just sort of keep going. And, you know, it's like like when Johnny Carson used to have a night off, they didn't used to call it something else. Um, yeah, these are the sort of things I was sort of chewing through last night. If you need me to, I can be that guy on Twitch, you know, playing video games mm. and drinking. I can certainly be that guy. I can be your clemmer <laughs> if you need me. I don't mind doing that. For the people. <laughs> Good one. Um, so yeah, that's what. So um, yeah, it, just a bit of a different spot for us. We've got two shows to react to, really. Um, one of our listeners, I think it's Matt Evans, but I, I think I'm right. Um, you know, he can fuck off because he was like complaining about us com- recording on a Wednesday night. And do I have to like repeat myself over and over again? We do our best with our schedules to fit it in. You know, it's Wednesday night or nothing at the moment, Matt. So as I said to you, if, when, if recording on Wednesday night puts you out so much, don't listen. Um, but I, I would rather record at the end of a week. But, you know, we have lives. We do. And I'll say the fact that we're not to pat ourselves on the back here, Manners, but I think that we're providing uh, very, very good content. And 
the content we're providing, I think, is at a better clip, stronger clip, more consistent clip than DEC and MHB were able to do in their heyday. And they live, you know, two states away. They're in the same time zone. So mm. if we're able to do this, Menners, I mean, this Herculean effort that you and I are doing. Does Matt not understand it's Thursday fucking morning here and it's Wednesday night where you are? So we have to kind of um, make we them. We both have lives. Up. I exactly. supposedly have a wife. You uh, have sorry. kids. But, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't have any parents. Yeah. There's my wife trying no. to call me. Anyway, I just oh, exit. Anyway, so, Matt, I'm no. sorry to um, disappoint you, but we just do our best. Um, you were, you were quite just, Hold on. Just, you, did say, you did say tell Matt to fuck off, too. But you also said. Yeah, I, I retract but, that. I like Matt. Um, okay. You, you did say um, that you were quite excited about Kirk and Cully sharing an OnlyFans account. And the prospect of one of them logging on after the other and, you know, seeing the history and, you know, uh, going through the idea that Kirk or Cully would have masturbated to that page. I have I have no idea how OnlyFans works, man. I don't know if you have an OnlyFans account. Are you surfing, browsing? That's something. You oh, no, that could be. I am not. But that could be a, an area of growth from in a fandom. You and I just showing our feet off or our oh, heads. Or, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I don't know how it works, but I, I imagine. The ladies Kirk... would love that. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, Finger blasting geez. themselves watching. Anyway, oh, continue. No. Oh, okay. So. I, I can't the idea of Kirk logging on to OnlyFans and then seeing what Cullinane has viewed, and you know what Cullinane is viewing as he's in the Watertown studio, all by his lonesome, doing research, you know, doing his detective work. Um and Kirk's just seeing what Cullinane is masturbating to is such an odd thing. If you and I were to share a, a porn hub account or whatever it is. For us to be able to see what each other is masturbating to, like the Netflix queue, is it's got to be disgusting for Kirk Manahan. He's got to be absolutely disgusted by what Dave Cullinane's doing to his his OnlyFans. I can't imagine. It's, mm. it, what's on there? Do they, have the, do they have it for the case? Maybe are they some angles to this new story that we don't know about? But it's bizarre. Maybe it is bizarre. Maybe there's a foot fetish person, or I mean, OnlyFans isn't only for feet, but. Maybe there's somebody who was abused by a dentist long ago who's now on OnlyFans giving them information. I don't know how you use OnlyFans to help in a, in a case like this. I don't know mm. how that works. But it's wonderful. I mean, it's a great excuse for Cullen. He's probably just said to Kirk, hey, Kirk, we need an OnlyFans account for research. And, you know, it's not for research at all. It's just so he can have one and his wife doesn't know about it. Um, and I respect the game. I respect the game. Okay, um, all right. Yeah, moving on from uh, from that to another bit of taking care of business. Uh, Minna Fandom is looking for an intern. And why we're looking for an intern is we want to start a Minna Fandom Twitter account and we want someone to run that by sharing clips, quotes, all that kind of stuff. And we've actually had one applicant, and this is really good because it 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 handles both things. Because unlike the main show, I'm not afraid of diversity. So Carlos, who's a big fan, has applied. He's Mexican. He's he told me that, and he said, you know, it would it definitely quell any rumors that you and I are racist if we were to hire him. Um, so yeah, Carlos has applied. I'm hoping maybe from this show he can make a little bit of content, and then we can just see how it goes. And it, it's not. Um, you know, I just think uh, Minna Fandom should strive to be better. You know, 
Always okay. be better. So if we can share a few clips and a few quotes and have a bit of fun on Twitter, um, why not? I feel like this is some kind of a long con you're running here, Manners. I feel like this is a way for you to hire an intern, maybe faster than Cullinane or better than Cullinane. No, not Just at to all. come back to this. I feel like this is what this is. Absolutely not. I, I, I just don't like to sit on my hands, so to speak. I, I like to move forward and we've been doing a great show for a while and I think a few clips would be good and it's usually good if someone other than the host picks them because uh, there's no sort of um, bias there. So I'm hoping Carlos um, does well with his trial and then we can bring him on board. Um, yeah, great fan of the show, terrific guy. <laughs> I, I feel like the next move is all of a sudden Carlos is running a YouTube channel for our fans. Like, I feel like we're going <laughs> layers and then layers and then layers down into this. this and then and then in like a month, I'm going to send Big Cat a letter. I'm going to yeah. say, hey, Big Cat, I like yeah. um, gambling, sports. Uh, I'm a really unique guy. Can you give me a job? And then pretty and soon, like, oh. pretty soon Killer Kowalski is tweeting at Carlos to tell him, hey, give me, give me the keys to your network because I should be <laughs> running this matters. <laughs> This ridiculous intern that you have. I can see this playing out. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, Our intern will perform very well. (laughs) Uh, Last bit of taking care of businesses. I put out a poll because I was curious, as you mentioned in the past, a few notable Minna fans have have publicly stated they're not listening to the main show anymore. So I don't really think they're Minna fans anymore. Like David from Hull, he's a footy fan. He's a soccer fan. He's not a a Minna fan anymore. Um, But I put out a poll and just asked, you know, who's still watching the show? And I got um, 76% said they're still listening to the main show. 4% said sometimes and 20% said no. Mm-hmm. So one in five from that poll said they've dropped off listening to the main show. What, what's your reaction to that? I would say I don't think that one in five, I don't think, I don't think that 20% is actually not listening. I think of that 20%, I would say 10% are actually still listening but saying they're not listening because there's a group of people out there. And as a cunt, I appreciate a good cunt. There's a group of people out there who listen to this show every single time it drops immediately when it drops. And then they complain about the show for 24 hours a day, 365. Those are the people who still love the show. They love to hate the show. They're still listening, but on that poll, they would certainly mark that they're not listening, but they are. So I don't know how scientifically accurate that is, but I'll tell you, of that 20%, 10% are actually still listening. That's what I, I would concur. 10% of the 20% or 10% of the 100%? I would say 10, what is it, 20% of those people? That Half of those are actually still listening. They're still listening. Guaranteed. Okay. Guaranteed. They love Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, and that's not me I, being I a suck. Just, Don't call me a suck pump, man. No, no, I'm not. I was, I, I was actually thinking. Felt like you were going. When I put the poll, poll out, I actually thought there'd be more trolls that would go no, just to be incendiary. So, um, yeah, happy with that. Um, just just someone that loves to um, see what's going on, keep my finger on the pulse. So, um, yeah, it still seems like um, maybe a few, you know, big Minna fans in size have said they're not listening and where do you do you think because I've, I've heard you say this before you've questioned in the past you've questioned uh downloads listeners followers where is this all coming from manners like where, where you, i feel like you're asking but you're 
there's maybe a, a chat or something that you're in, or maybe there's something going nope. on here. I'm nope, I'm in no that. chats. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. I'm in no okay. chats. Uh, I'm just a provocateur. I'm a okay. curious. I'm a curious guy, and okay. sometimes I I just like to ask questions. Um, okay. Now let's move on to the show, the main show. Um, there was a call um, last week that uh, said proposed to Kirk that a lot of people are fans of his shows that don't have fathers and he he's like a father figure and as someone who doesn't have a father anymore and you who recently lost yours allegedly Thank you. um you. Uh, you know i guess Kirk's kind of my radio dad in some ways you think so yeah yeah do you feel like because I, I always like the way that you have sometimes criticism for him sometimes praise for him i don't think that if i were to you know armchair this thing I'd say that you kind of look at him as like an older brother. Like he feels like kind of an older brother to you, you know, and he kind of like treats you like that little brother that he just likes to smack around. Like you're, you're a little Ryan to him. You know, you're listening to that gangster rap. And <laughs> once in a while he comes around and he wants to smack you around on Twitter or you're on his YouTube channel and smack you around there. Like I feel like he's kind of like your older brother, Menace. Did you, do you have an older brother? I do. He's a lot older than Kirk. Um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe he's sort of an older brother. I, I mean, there's no coincidence that you know I started listening to him a year or two after I started podcasting. So, you know, I was listening to the greatest broadcaster in American history while trying to find my own, own on-air voice. So there's uh, some relationship there from my end, obviously not from his end. He hates me. Um <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. He hates you. That's what I'm saying. So last Thursday's show, we saw Chris was kind of um, railroaded a little bit. He came in and Justin was there. A little bit. A yeah. little bit? Yeah. Three on one. It was incredible. Um, and and Justin came clean that he'd been sending Rico stuff. And, yeah, I um, they I, Chris and Justin really don't like each other. No, and and I know you have your issues with Justin, and you have had your issues with Clemmer in the past. Um, I love them both. I hate that they both hate each other. My, when I was listening to, it, I was curious about what you think. Did you get mad at Justin during that? Because Justin was like, Justin was kind of bullying Clemmer a little bit. He was coming at him hard. I enjoyed it, but I, I know how you feel about Justin. It seemed like that would that would anger you a little bit, Menners. Did you like that? It was a tough one because Chris had been busted talking shit about Justin in a private thread, and that's what sort of started this whole thing off. So I kind of think, well, Chris sort of made his own bed there. If you're going to shit on Justin in a private thread, you've got to expect something's going to come back at you. Uh, I have my issues with Justin, but I do think he has, you know, underneath that stupid fat face of his, just a little bit of an instinct about what good content is. So I can appreciate that Justin knows that, it's good to have a fight with Chris and he, he goes all in on it. And I think the fact that you know, Chris did talk down to Justin those months ago on the show, um, there's probably a bit of resentment from Justin. So I actually found that okay. Yeah, I, I, I was sort of in the middle of that one. I was just enjoying it. Um, I wasn't really taking a side. I, I, I don't know why I felt bad for Chris the whole time. Like it felt like he, he did not stand a chance because Kirk – and I, I enjoyed the show, and I was laughing at it too, but I, I also found myself feeling bad for him as Kirk and Dave are kind of just like rat-a-tat-tatting, going back and forth on him, and there's nothing he could do. And then Justin is just laying the hammer down on him. He stood mm. no chance at any time. 
Um, I think Chris is is warranted in not trusting Justin. I don't know how you could trust Justin. Justin did no. a great job with that. Um, he's only looking to screw Clemmer over. He's not trying to help him at all. Um, I did not expect that from Justin either. I know he's a good shitster, but this was like – and then the Rico Bosco reveal. I mean, this Justin is doing very well. He's earned his spot on that show. Bullshit. Um, snake. I, I hope he holds on to it. He's a great snake. He's a great rat. Um, I worry that he's going to get something on me someday because he terrifies <laughs> me now. Now I'm worried. <laughs> Breaking news. Red's terrified of Justin. I'm terrified of Justin. Absolutely terrified. I guess my criticisms around that episode and the week before, and I, again, you know, I put out a tweet. I'm going to come clean yes, as did. well. I've got yes, a lot to talk, to talk about, a lot to talk about. Yes, but I will say that in the last couple of weeks, I'm trying to be better. So sometimes I might put out an incendiary tweet and then get tweet regret and delete it. And sometimes yes, that's did. in the middle of the night US time. So it goes unnoticed. And then other times it's not. And that's not me turtling. That's just me trying to be a better person, as you call it, a breakthrough, um, mm-hmm. trying to receive, get some clarity. Um, so that, that that's the tweet side of things. And then with the W, go on. I, I, I need to stop you here because there's a couple of things that bothered me. One, you started that tweet and it felt like it was like you were trying to not criticize anybody. But then at the end of it, you brought some criticism. It was like you started it and then you didn't know how to end it. That was number one. Number two. No, I knew how to end it. Don't worry. Okay, that was I'm all okay. perfectly constructed. Okay. And then number two is you deleted it. And then when you deleted it, Merch's mouse called you out on it. And then you blamed me for your delete. You said that I was being a suck pump. Which had nothing to do with anything. I was just replying to your tweet and saying how ridiculous it was for you to not be critical, not have facts, but then all of a sudden have something factual and then criticize the show. Like, boom, right in the last sentence. And I thought it was funny. It was funny the way you did it. I I was complimenting you on the tweet and how ridiculous it was. And then you deleted it, and then you blame me for being a suck pump. I mean, what the fuck is your problem, Menners? I am not a suck pump. I'm just having fun with you on Twitter. So I want an apology. You don't get the. I'm not going to apologize to you. I'm not going to apologize. You deleted the tweet. Blame me. Well, it was your fault. It was everything's your fault, Red. Red, you do this show with me, so everything's your fault now. Um, You come on every week defending Cullinane. It's triggering. It's you know PTSD (laughs) after every show. So going back to the WWE thing, my issue is not with, and again, Kirk made a comment about my tweet on the mini golf show. He said that someone had tweeted out that uh, felt a bit like WWE. And I wasn't talking about Chris and Justin. That was real. But in the last two weeks, I feel like the stuff with Mike felt really manufactured. It felt like a reach the week before. And then this week on the Thursday, when Cull and Kirk were sort of piling on Clemmer and Kirk sort of brings up this stuff about, um, you know, what Chris is trying to get out of the show and all these kind of things. I, again, I felt like that was a reach because I actually think Chris is the model minifan. He's the model um, third, second chair because he he really consumes everything. He supports everything. Uh, maybe that led it to Big Cat has uh, slightly changed my view of things because I actually would never have imagined Chris wanted a job at Barstool. But anyway, aside from that, I just felt the stuff against Mike and Chris felt a bit fabricated um, coming from the show. And and this is, as I said, a, bit, a little bit, you know, when your producer's not quite filling up the schedule with compelling content, then you do kind of have to grab the closest thing. 
I couldn't disagree with you more, and this is why. I think you heard it in – so if that happened on, that was Thursday last week. The mm. Wednesday show last week, you can hear Kirk, Mike, and Dave talking about Clemmer. And in there, there's a point in there about two-thirds away from in the show where Kirk says – he just kind of references, uh, I can't break him. He's talking about Clemmer. He's saying, I can't break him, but I'm going to. Or I haven't broken him, but I'm going to. And that's exactly what it is in the very next show. So I think that – in between those two shows, he gets that information about Clemmer. He pounces. It's three on one. This is easy. This is light work. Kirk's done this all the time. When mm. him and uh, Jerry used to tag team on Mutt all the time on those Fridays. This was perfect. So I don't think this was orchestrated. I don't think this was fake. Maybe it was amplified because it is a show and it's a hashtag yeah, comedy course. podcast. But I think this was real. I think Kirk's trying to get under Clemmer, trying to break him, trying to get him to that next level, like trying to get him angry because yeah. Chris does a great job of not getting there. But he did in this show. He was like, come on, Kirk. Like, come on, man. You're going to let me talk, that whole thing. He got Clemmer in that moment. I think that's what he wanted. I don't think that was fake. No, but the stuff against Mike was fake. There was nothing. No, trying to, no, no. Trying to make allegations that Mike doesn't like the show and he's Legion of Skanks fan and he he's just sort of – cruising along on KMS. No, no, no. And Nothing has ever been further from the truth. No, no, no. And then that, when happens. that didn't play out very well, he switches to clamor. No, and I, I don't mind that. No, but no, 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 no. And this is why I disagree with that too. I think you and guys like Merchant's Mouse, again, he was saying the same thing on Twitter, which I think it was a combination of your tweet and his tweet that Kirk had seen. I think that you guys love Mike and I don't blame you. Mike's very likable, but you guys that like Mike, you also get very defensive when Kirk goes after Mike because he's blind and you have the low expectations, you know, the soft bigotry of low expectations for Mike. What are you talking about? The soft bigotry of low expectations for Mike because he's blind. Bullshit. So when, when Mike, when Mike gets shit, no, no, no. When Mike gets shit, I'm not saying that's just you, but deep down underneath the surface, I know you feel that way. Me, I treat Mike like anybody else. Blind, not blind, doesn't matter. He deserves to get shit on him. Every once in a while, Kirk's going to shit on him. And that's okay. You got to put some pressure and see what you do. You got to, you got to like, you got to put him on the hot seat there. See what he does in, in the studio. That's all Kirk's doing. Yeah. It just, it just didn't feel real to me. <sighs> and facts matter. Facts matter. Mike has said no to a Barstool paycheck. He comes in twice a week for free. Those facts are important. That, that shows dedication. If anything, Mike's just paranoid. Um, well, I mean. Anyway. It's not Legion of Skanks, Dan. He loves Legion of Skanks. That's it. That's all. So, yeah, big day for Justin on the show. And then during that show, Kirk sort of pulled the trigger on Harrison and said to Carl, you got to make the call. Well, I mean, poor Harrison. Can we get him in as an intern now? He's Can a fantastic be? intern. I'm sure he's got plenty of time now. He, he's done I mean, a fantastic job. Uh, look, I'd like to give Carlos a go because I think, you know, I don't want this to just be three white men running the show. Um, so. <laughs> well, I mean, I, listen, I'm all for Carlos. I'm just saying Harrison in He's the Clemmer. What's that? He's a good backup. Harrison. He is a good backup. But Harrison in the Clemmer era has done fantastic job with the artwork. I don't know that Justin can do that. What he's able no. to do with Clemmer and the clips, and then he puts Clemmer's face, that ridiculous sourpuss face on those, those clips. That's fantastic. Justin can't do that, unfortunately. So, I'm Harrison's an artist, an artist, yes. a misunderstood artist who somehow became roadkill for Kirk Minahan. That's the way I see it. I blame Carl. I blame society. You blame uh, Carl? That's shocking. No, no I blame way. society. 
Society, but Cole first. Cullen ain't first, society second. You're not going to blame Kirk. You won't do that. I mean, no. I don't want to because he's such a great man and I'm going to be in Boston soon and I'm just trying to um, get into his good book somehow so Kirk will scoot through this one. Okay. Right. Maybe it'll happen. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Maybe you'll be in studio. You keep doing this, you might end up in studio. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, did you listen to the uh, – of course you listen, listen to the mini golf show. Um, I guess – I mean, that episode to me, you know, it's probably in the bottom 10% of KMS episodes in the show history, and that's not a criticism. It's just a comment. Uh, you know, it's still the best podcast in America, still the best podcast in the world. So if you're in the bottom 10% of episodes so far, that's no criticism. Um, but it, it, the sound wasn't great. There wasn't a lot of content there. The, the guests weren't good. It just didn't really have anything to it. There was two things that I took away from this. I'm sure you'd probably agree. One, the guests were terrible. That guy who was chirping all the time on Twitter, Kyle. Is it Kyle's his name? I think it's, I think that's his name with the tattoos. He um, he can't do a squat, first off. like He did this promotional video with, with Rituals and Gig and Tony. He can't squat at all. <laughs> Um, which is an odd move. He just can't do a bodyweight squat to save his life. And then two, my other takeaway was, and he's a total drip. I don't know what that is about guys from Maine, but he's a total drip. And then two, shame on Dave and Kirk for making Clemmer think that he could actually get a job at Barstool. Because if you listen to that show and then the show previous, they gassed Clemmer up and made him think like, hey, yeah, you just contact Big Cat and he'll make it happen for you. And he'll get you on the show. He'll get you at Barstool. He'll do it. And they were gassing him up to make him think it was going to happen. And then immediately just hammered him in that show. Like, are you an idiot? What do you think? You're actually going to get that job there? Oh, that's a great DM. Like, poor Clemmer, man. Like, they, they made him think like this was going to be possible. So he reached out to Big Cat. And there's no, He's got no shot. I feel terrible. I have so many things to think about, say about that application. And, and I, look, I thought Chris was smarter than this, but his pitch was basically, I like sports, gambling and pop culture, so I think I'd fit in at Barstool. And there are probably another 20 million men in America that could say the same thing. So I just found that very, very strange. Uh, gutsy to make it show content because, you know, that's you know, personal thing. Chris is really trying to get a job and I'd love to see him at Barstool. Look, I'm, I think he could go on lights, camera, Barstool. He could, he could go on a, but apart from that, does Chris scream Barstool to you? Like, can you imagine clamor on stool scenes unless they're like beating the shit out of him or throwing stuff at him or tying him up like a, a gimp or something? I don't know. I could see him in that role that Bren Walker kind of fills where he's that old guy that all the young kids annoy. I could see him doing something like that. Maybe um, he does not fit the barstool mold, mold, but maybe that's something that they should bring in to open themselves up to a new market or have a new character in there, which you can't deny is that Clemmer is different. He's crazy. He's good. Like he has a good feel. I love for Clemmer. Yeah, you have. He has a good feel for what's going to be interesting, whether it's mm, the, the mayor. Good content maker. Now. Absolutely. Like I, I don't know about you, but I'm t I'm tuning into that Twitch every night that I'm trying to get I'm some work definitely done. Definitely not tuning no, ever. No, I I pop it on. I'm getting work done. He's in the background. He's having a great time. The sound issues are still there, but it's getting better. There's like this little lag thing. I don't know how he's going to fix that, but I don't know. Like he could certainly do something like that. He's an interesting character. 
I just think it would only work if he was a part of the Kirk Minahan show. And then rightfully so Kirk should have then brought him and Dave Cullinane with him to New York city. Right. If you bring, if those three are walking into the New York offices, you got some shit going on. Like that's a good, mm. that's a good stool scenes right there. But I think that's the only way he could do it. Two thoughts. Firstly, Clemmer pulled the trigger way too soon. That's my issue. Just get a little bit of a sniff of attention from Big Cat. Bang is asking for a job. So as I said, I, I, if I was Clemmer, I would have just held back a little and just waited and built up this a little bit more, tried to get a bit more momentum. And then you come in with a stronger pitch, don't you? Um same thing when you're courting a woman, right? Same thing. Like you can't come mm. in hot and heavy like that. You need to leave a little mystery. You know, maybe act like you don't need her, right? Maybe, yeah. You know, she'd be lucky maybe to have like a, you. Like a best friend or something, just to. There really you go. Add a boy. Yep. There you go. That's right. That's right. We know how to do this. Yes, I've been around the block. And then the second <laughs> thing is, I wonder how Kirk feels about this. That basically, Chris was willing to just drop everything drop the Kirk Minahan show and move to New York and leave KMS behind for a job. Uh, that that That's an issue for me because Kirk's brought yeah. him in, built him up, and Chris, Chris said he would be happy to move to New York. So that's it. He's gone from KMS. Right. Well, if Barstool gave him a job, Kirk Minahan show is not willing to give him a job. So what would you have him do? Well, I would, uh, if I'm Chris, I'm saying the job has to be dependent on me still being able to come on KMS. So just so we're clear, you want Barstool to hire a 40-year-old man who's into uh, No, no, I'm saying if they were, if they were. Okay, okay. But just so we're clear, I just, I want to go down the list of things that he's into, which this is not a shot. I'm into the same things that Clemmer's into. Uh, We're talking um, uh, black and white movies. Old school movies. We're talking black and white movies later in the pop culture segment. Beautiful. Um, He's into uh, 90s baseball. Um, And uh, what else is he into? Uh, Ciders. So you want them them to hire that man and have him work remote. No, but but I'm I'm just saying if I was Chris, I would have said, like, I need to be able to come. You know, I need to be able to come down to Boston once a week and record with Kurt. That's what I would. I just think it's weird that he was just willing to drop Kirk like that, like that, like that. Well, he's not, like that. Tr- like he's not. When Erica reaches out to me, he's and not offers dropping me, Kirk. He's when when, dropping Eric, when Erica reaches out to me and says, you know, Barstool Australia is yours, I am going to make sure Kirk gets a slice of that. I'm, I'm, you know, because he's the man. So have some respect. <laughs> You're so full of shit. You're so full of shit. What, what is Clover supposed to do? What is he supposed no, to do? I just think loyalty is really important to me. It's really important to Kirk. And I, I just think that had shades of using Kirk as a stepping stone. <laughs> what? Kirk's not hiring him. What would you like him to do? He would much rather work for Kirk. Kirk's not hiring him. So if Barstool hired him, that was where that would be where his loyalty lies. That's what, anyway, what are we talking about here? It's a, okay, I, I just think Chris has played his hand early here, you know. Oh, so that's I, absolutely true. That's true. Um, he came on too wanting, he was yes. wanting, yeah, exactly. Um, just sticking with the mini golf, so a few comments. Um, so I did some some numbers. So Kirk finished 11th, which is a good start, 134 total. But he had that terrible six putt, I think, in the last round. And that was that was yips. That was golf horror. I've been there as a golfer where it just you lose your mind. Like Kirk lost his mind and he starts just not even putting properly and missing them. I think he missed two like 
tiny little putt. So I sort of did the numbers. And if he'd, say, shaved three shots off that hole, um, maybe four even, if he'd two-putted that last one, he finishes fifth or sixth. So Kirk was um, one bad hole away from a top six finish. Which is pretty impressive considering considering the conditions and not having played the course before. Um, well, only once, I think. Right, only and when your competition has played it at least three times, mm. um, I, I think I could do better. Do you think you could do better? I think I could do better. I'm a very good mini golfer, maybe not as good as Kirk, but I would like to um, take the Pepsi challenge. I think when we're when I'm in uh, Maine in July, if there's a tournament on a Monday night, fucking mosey on down there. I, I think uh, I think we have to do this. Um, I don't want to sound like Kevin from Bristol because. Anytime Kirk does trivia, he says that Kevin says that he could do better than that. Um, I think we could do this thing. Uh, mini golf yeah, is not I'd, that hard. No, I probably couldn't beat Kirk's score, but I could get pretty close. Um, I, I've got the advantage of being really low to the ground when I putt. So it's really easy for me to get head over the ball. It's actually yeah. hard for me to get the head over the ball because I've got to <laughs> get on my tippy toes. Um, Listen, you're taking my jokes. God damn it. That's my joke. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh, TJ Hubbard loomed large over everything. I don't know if you noticed. Loomed large. There. What are you? What are you he's saying there? What huge you? sort of dark object in the corner <laughs> of every video, and it's oh, it's TJ Hubbard. He's like a like a little planet just following Kirk around. <laughs> come on, come on. TJ's a great guy. Don't do that to him. Don't. Why? Well, he's a great guy. It's he great doesn't guy. listen anyway. Great guy. Hole in one. Hole in one. Man, he he, he went out hot out the gates, but you, you can't keep that pace. There's no way. But he, put, he was I, close. He was close mm, to beating Kirk. That mm, close. I, I watched Kirk's hole-in-one like 10 times. It was just superb where he yeah. hits it down off the back wall and back into the hole. Um, tremendous stuff. The sweet I science. did see Daigle on the scorecard in the, the Daigle. And, you know, the, obviously the Daigle's a Madawaska. I wondered if that Daigle on the scorecard was either Dan Daigle himself or another Daigle relative. You'll come to learn, Menners, that uh, Maine is a, a large state in mass, but it's a small state in population, and uh, there's not many last names out there. So we, uh, I'm not saying we're all related, but especially on that. Judging Auburn by the area. way you look, I'm not surprised. Oh, you son of a bitch! You son of a bitch! But in that <laughs> Auburn area, it, it, there's there's a lot of people that are related to each other. Except TJ's parents are definitely cousins. TJ's parents are definitely cousins. <laughs> Lauren Lynn's definitely not her parents. Definitely okay, not. Okay, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, kick save and a butte. Well done. Nice work. <laughs> nice work. A great, great week for Dave Cullinane. Dave Portnoy mentioned not once but twice how mm -hmm. good uh, Cullinane's commentary was. Ooh. Once on the rundown, once on the Dave Portnoy show, and I actually mm -hmm. thought Cullinane nailed that commentary. Perfect tone, humor. He, he had he, he had the tone so nailed. Like, as a professional sports commentator, I'm able to comment on this, and he nailed that. Three points. People think I hate Dave Cullinane. That was um, some great commentary. Uh, keep going. I, I wouldn't want to interrupt at all. How good was he? Oh, my God. Just like you said, the timing. Um, he ran out of words a few times there. He kept coming back to the same shtick, but that's okay. Jim Nance has the same shtick every time. That's all right. I mean, it was, go with it was um, 54 holes. I mean, it's, it's you got to repeat yourself. 
That's true. And he brought us the content. I don't know. For me, it was Sunday morning. I was having a nice little brunch. And here I am just locked into some mini golf, right? It was the best thing going that morning. Uh, thank you, Dave Colney, for providing that content. Um, and so that's what I didn't want to criticize too much that hour long show because they also gave us that on Twitter, too. So it was a it was a full day of mini golf going on there. And as soon as Barstool takes it in Portnoy, takes off with it like it's it's content all day mm. so that was wonderful dave colonnade's fantastic the only thing i don't like is you and some of the other cunts on twitter are saying that somehow this is like dave colonnade's peak like he's just a mini golf commentator and that's it like i know what you're doing you're like complimenting him but you're not really i know what you're doing manners i don't know if this is authentic i certainly think he's found the landing spot that's all i'm going to say okay. um and i guess one thing that you know i sort of took away from sunday's main show and we've talked about this is just be grateful for what we get. You know, don't complain that it's not, not you know, a proper show. Just be grateful they recorded for just under an hour with shitty sound next to a mini golf um, course. They could have just gone home. And, and that's not, that's not, that's me being Ted serious. They could have just packed up and gone home, but they stayed there in the rain. As I said, sure, it's in the bottom 10% of shows, but you've taught me one of my breakthroughs is be grateful. It's free. Um, we're going to get two shows on Thursday and Friday, so it's a bit of a different week, um, but we just have to accept what we're given. What happened to you? All of a sudden, you're being, like, nice, and you're listening to me, and you're agreeing See what fucking me? happened in six weeks? I'm going to be in Boston, <laughs> and everything I have said is going to come back and fuck me in the ass. So yeah, I'm this is my big time now. Um <laughs> You're in trouble now, buddy. You are in trouble. You're singing for yourself for now because you're going to come rolling in here to New England and you you are going to be have to, to make up for some stuff. That's what you're going to have to do. You are building some bridges, my friend. This is an interesting matters. I love this matters. You are. Mm. Wow. You are sunshine, rainbows, puppy dogs. Oh, I love this. <laughs> Keep this going. I love this. Staying on the golf theme, um, just right again, manners. They, they mentioned that the golf writer that Kirk interviewed at the end of the interview said it was great to talk to someone who knows the game so well, yada, yada, yada. And I've said this repeatedly that I think Kirk should dive into golf writing. He should write a golf column once a week for the Barstool blog. I actually like him to do a podcast, but I can see with foreplay, there's some issues there stepping on their toes. But why doesn't Kirk start with a once a week golf column on Barstool? I'll definitely publish it. He could write a good one. Then it becomes content for foreplay. Maybe they go, blah, blah, you know, he kept saying, you know, blah, blah is a shithead, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, golf has got a – Kirk's got a real future with golf. And I don't know why someone in his mid-40s would just, you know, not sort of explore that. Maybe then he could play the U.S. Masters because, as I've said, if you get accreditation, you go in a draw, and if you win it, you get to play the Masters on the Monday after the tournament. You play Augusta on Monday. So, I mean, that could be a way in for him. I I agree with what you're saying. I, I do like the idea of Kirk. Maybe it's an interview format. I'm not sure. But what what if what if Kirk did host a guy or have a conversation with somebody while they do like uh nine holes of golf or something? You know, nothing nothing too long. It's not um, you know, it's not the full day, but something like a short meet and greet or conversation interview whatever it may be whether that's somebody that's in golf or out of golf but it's on a golf course like mm. i think that would be an interesting format 
Um, I think Kirk would thrive in that. I think it would yeah, be because they should do show. a Nesson show. They should do a Nesson show because that's what Nesson did, didn't they? Where they'd have um, someone playing golf with the, uh, someone and chatting. Oh, maybe they did that. I don't know. I know they did that with the fishing show too. But have you couldn't do it on Nesson because Kirk, you want to be able to be, you know. No, no. I just mean you want a Nesson yeah. style show for Kirk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something like that. I think would work in a podcast mm, form. Mighty's be- way better. Uh, well, I mean, who's going to read? Nobody's reading anymore. Anyway, well, all I'm please. saying is golf's got a Kirk's got a real knack for writing, talking, anything about golf. Way better That's than insane. foreplay. I mean, if, if anything, Riggs should just bring him into that podcast. It's fucking do much better. Um, and last thing I've got on the show stuff. It's not even show stuff, but we, we mentioned on our show last time that I wasn't. I'm not in any show chats um, or any chats at all. Um, just an update. I was added to the weed chat in the last week. Um, not WeChat, the weed chat. Oh, uh, and yeah, regret, regret it, regret it already. But um, <laughs> you instantly regret it. Did you leave? Are you still on it? No, no, I'm still there because they're great guys and I'm, I'm uh, going to need lots it? of weed. I'm going to need what, lots of weed in Boston. So oh, I'm in the right go. chat. All right. There you go. Uh, I, I am in uh, no chats, zero chats. Nobody wants me in their chat. I don't want to be added to a chat. I mean, I'm actually not. I'm in a chat. I can't say the name of the chat because it's an offensive word, but I think it's like a Fugazi chat. Like it's not a chat that actually wants me in there. So I don't participate. Um, I I couldn't I couldn't be in a chat with somebody. I don't think they would want me in there. I'm not desirable. I'm Yeah, obviously I'm, I'm not. No, we, we can't do it. No, I think it would be hard for them to add you to a chat. Because there are some people that you have blocked. Now, I'm not saying that it's not a criticism. I, I think that's fake news. I think that's fake news. No, 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 no. I've seen people say this, that they tried to add you to chats, but you've blocked somebody. But this is, again, this is not a criticism of you. I mean, how many burner accounts does Jay have? I mean, you've probably blocked a few of his burner accounts. So exactly. that's just natural. You're not going to be able to be able to be added to that chat. So what are you going to do? You know, that's not a criticism. Yeah. It's common, common sense. Yeah, what have you got anything from the show before we get into the fan world stuff? Well, I, again, I, I've, we kind of breezed over it a little bit here, but just the the way that they set up Clummer to make you think he was actually going to be in Barstool that was <laughs> very hurtful. Um, I enjoyed the calls last week, Thursday, great show. I feel like it's been on a great run. I've really been missing the show the last couple of days. Like, I, I've been missing the fact that we haven't had KMS. Um, Kirk hasn't done a show with Big Cat like I thought he would. He needs to do a show with KFC. And I really, really miss, and this is a missed opportunity, probably on Kirk's part, on Dave's part, not having Dave Cullinane in New York City and going with 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 Kirk and being a part of that and getting those stool scenes shots that we're probably not getting. Like, Kirk's weird interactions that we've seen a little bit on Twitter – would be that oh yeah the, the one with that guy that arsenal fan yes lost his shit and yes that's you psychic. know I, I i've actually seen arsenal play a few times and I'm, I'm actually a spurs sort of fan but i hate them as well but um you know i still took a lot of pleasure in watching that arsenal fan lose his shit because that means spurs will probably finish above them and play in the champions league which doesn't matter but uh, it was just funny and kirk's reaction while he was just watching and then dave portnoy tweeting out two crazy people watching football yeah so we need more of that um it's i think Cullinane's scared fucking scared of covid like i think that's what it was why else wouldn't he go i don't i don't think that this is his wife said no i think he's under the thumb 
definitely well, under the thumb. Well, I mean, listen, the best and of Kathy, us. And Kathy Cullinane would have said, there is no way you're going anywhere in New York if you want to see me in the next six months. Well, that's probably true. But and now you've got the us. fucking monkey flu. You're fucked. Massachusetts is <laughs> fucked. The best of us are kept men. Women boss us around. That's just how it goes. That's I let women boss me around all the time. That's that's my pleasure. I enjoy that. So if I like them dominating me in bed. Sorry. Oh, there you I love that too. So I love a good strong woman. So I don't think that's the reason. The reason why I don't think that Dave Cullinan is there is I don't think that's a conversation that Dave and Kirk have. I think they're two guys that don't talk about those things. I don't think Kirk mentioned the fact that he needed him there. So Dave probably didn't press on this. I also think that underneath, maybe not even knowing this, I think Dave Cullinan is hesitant to go to Barstool because he's going to hear from the people out there that says, oh, well, Dave just loves Barstool. He wants to be on Spit and Chicken. Uh, let's move past That's this. all that he wants. Let's move past this. That's all that he wants. No, what do you mean? Let's move, move past, past sucking up, Carl. Let's move I'm past not this. sucking up. I'm, you are, you if, are. if you, if you you're, actually you're saying You're saying Dave Cullinane didn't go to Barstool because he's scared of people like me saying he wants no, a job. Oh, you're broken. You're broken. This no, could have no. been an opportunity for you to criticize no, Colin. No, no, this no, could no, have been an opportunity for you to on. criticize him. And you know, show you want to... No, no, I'm thinking my audience here. Um, wow. All this stuff. What about okay, fine. Uh, let's get fine. onto the Minifan world stuff because okay, fine. That's fine. Okay. if you really think that played into Colin's thinking, you're full of shit. Why am I full of shit? You don't think that's possible. You don't uh, think it's possible. I think it's that... way more possible that his wife, mother, and family said, Look, do you have to go to New York and possibly get COVID again. Well, listen, I, some of us have bigger brains than others. You would, if you remember back. Fucking bigger head, that's for sure. Or bigger head. When you remember back to uh, Blind Mike and when Kirk made his first trip to Barstool HQ, Steve and Kirk gave Blind Mike a ton of shit because they made Mike feel like, oh, you really want to go back because you love Barstool. And they were busting his balls and giving him a hard time. It's a it show. Did, yeah, it's a show. It's a comedy podcast. If Dave Cullinan did that same thing, I know that others would give him a hard time about that. That's all that I'm saying. If Dave Cullinan so, went to New York with Kirk and recorded an interview with Big Cat, recorded some footage, facilitated a main show rather than on Thursday or Friday, you're mm-hmm. saying Minna fans would have got angry at him. Yeah, they would have criticized him to say, oh, well, all you want to do is be at Barstool. That's all that you love. You want to be on Spick and, Spit and Chicklets. That's your dream job. Ba 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 ba. And I'm telling you, that a little piece of that was his hesitance into asking Kirk, do you want me to go to bar school? Bar school? Right. That's complete bullshit. So I might no. even, I don't know if I might, if I can be bothered, I'll just delete this. No, I mean, that's like fine. You don't want minutes. to participate in the conversation. That's totally fine. It's it's, that I don't want to participate. It's farcical to think that. It's not farcical. It's, it could certainly be true. We are just speculating. You speculated about right. COVID. Asshole. Right, well, what let, are you talking let, let's about? find out. Let's find out okay. from Dave. All right. All right. Moving on to the Minifan world stuff. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's there's a few things um, to to jump to jump into. Um, I consider Barstool now part of the Minifan world, not the other way around. Um, so, did you? Well, this is actually not related at all. But did you see Mayo versus Carabas on Twitter? I did not see this. I missed yeah. this because I don't I don't like Carabas nor Mayo on Twitter. So I, I missed this entirely. I think I muted Mayo. What okay, happened? So- so basically, um, what was a battle of wits here? What, what happened? Uh, blah, blah. Um, basically, Mayo criticized um, 
the fact that Section 10 Twitter has 40K more followers than Jared's new podcast Twitter. Ooh. And Carabas replied, it's almost like one existed for seven years and the other one has existed for seven weeks. Oh, um, oh, sensitive so, Carabas. Yeah, so, you know, Mayo can trigger the best of us. Oh, I hate to hear that. That's too bad. Oh, poor Carabas. Carabas has got those rabid ears, man. He can't handle this at all. But you don't get to take that shit with you. Why would Menners, you you're a podcast entrepreneur. You're a conglomerate yourself. Mm. You wouldn't let somebody take, you know, your podcast property and your tw- your Twitter handle. There's no way. No, and it was, it was really stupid of Jared when he did his initial deal with Barstool not to say he wants to retain the IP to section 10, you know, you can, you can deal these things. So yeah, it was a, like what happened with, um, call a daddy. Uh, so yeah, Mayo triggering Carabas. Um, what else? Hey, hold on just a second. Did Mayo send that to you? Yes, like- he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he did. I knew it. I fucking knew it. As soon as you brought that up, I was like, well, cause I'm blocked by Carabas. So I couldn't see it anyway. You broke down. You stopped me from a Dave Cullinan conversation just to shoehorn that shit in. You son of a this bitch. This is Minifan World stuff. Okay. The segments. Um, this, okay. You know what did come to save the, the content void was an all aboard drop this week. Did you listen to it? Did you listen I did to not. No, I did not listen. To You're a smart man. You are a very smart man. And I man. love Ned. I love Ned and Adam. I, I, I it, was, it was Ned and Adam and... Ned really tried to poke me. He he was taking shots at how he's lost respect for Australian males after the way we were sort of bullied around by our government. And he just he was poking me um, pretty hard. I'm not going to bite back. All I will say is on that all aboard, Ned comes across as a complete lunatic. He, he there's some things he says that are so fucking far out there. It's incredible, but I still enjoyed it um, because. As, as crazy as Ned is, Adam is so annoying that I still in, enjoy the stuff that Ned says because it's just a break from Adam whining about something. <laughs> I mean, Ned Ned seems like a very fair and balanced guy. Uh, he's obviously intelligent, tremendously handsome. I don't I don't <laughs> like what you're saying about Ned here. I feel like he wouldn't say something crazy. Can you give me some particulars on something? He, well, he, he said we, he's lost respect for Australian males after what's happened. You know, he used to think we were strong, dashing men, and now he thinks we're weak and pushed around by our government and we just sit at home locked up and stuff. So whatever. I mean, you know, it's an old old, old, old line by Ned. You're, I mean, to be fair, I mean, you're the lib cuck who got, uh, got the jab. I mean, you got the jab, didn't you? Yeah, we also don't have people going to supermarkets shooting a dozen people once yeah, a week. That's so true. Yeah, I so, guess yeah, that's right. I'd rather yeah. I'd rather our men than most of yours. Um, <laughs> right, staying on all aboard. So Adam can trigger the best of us. This is Danny in Bill Ricker, former comment guy from uh, Men Is Live. This is what he wrote about Adam. I couldn't fathom a more sniveling, unintelligent less self-aware moment than Adam in Jersey stereotyping New Jersey folk as a little bit aggressive and Montante and Kirk Club as a bit sensitive. Adam triggered <laughs> Danny. Adam triggered Danny. This is what this is what Adam does. I love Adam. Um but as you said, this his personality, he's whining, um, his tweets, he's I love him. 
because people hate him. That's why I love mm. him. That's the same reason I love Clemmer. Yeah. Um, That's why I love you, because people hate you. <laughs> it's staying with some sort of Minifan World stuff. Um, the Dave Portnoy show was pretty explosive this week. Eddie and Dave had a big fight. I don't know if you heard it. I um, did. I did. And started with I was- Eddie's, Eddie sort of saying to Dave that, Eddie couldn't. Uh, Dave couldn't do this podcast without Eddie. Basically, um, did when? Okay, so I got a question for you. I've, I've poised, uh, posed this question to a few people. Did you feel forced to you that argument from Eddie? I don't know both of them. I'm not a huge, you know, I don't listen to every show, so I don't know the dynamics. But it actually felt real to me. Like Eddie's comment was something about it started. They were talking about. Uh, producers and stuff and people producing their shows on their own. And Eddie said, oh, you could never do that, Dave. I think they were talking about Brandon Walker. And and Dave said, well, of course I could. I mean, I started, basically I started basketball by myself. And then Eddie went in with a shot that I actually thought was the, the killer where he said, your dad bought you magazine racks or newspaper racks. Um, so that's how you started. So basically saying you got a bit of a free pass. I don't pretend like you were you know, this guy um, working hard on the street corner, you actually, your dad bought you racks and that's how you started. So, uh, yeah, I, I thought that was real. I, because I've been looking at the, I don't know if you follow the Barstool subreddit at all, but um, nope. for weeks, and I've been listening, I listen to the Dave Porno show every week because I think that for the most part, it is compelling content. I think sometimes it turns into a little bit of an infomercial, but for the most part, compelling content. And if you look on the subreddit, all they ever complain about is how Eddie's kind of soft. Um, he's not a great interviewer. He asked Dave some questions, but he doesn't really push on stuff. And this has been going on for weeks and weeks. And all of a sudden, Eddie seemed to come out of nowhere. nowhere, And he just started hammering Dave, calling him a douchebag while he's interviewing Bill Burr. Things that I didn't think was really <laughs> necessary. Like, imagine if Kirk is interviewing somebody, and all of a sudden, Dave Cullinane just chimes in and calls Kirk a douchebag. Like, that would be like what the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like you just, you can call him a douchebag, but you can't call him while he's interviewing somebody. Anyway. It was so a bizarre I, interview though. Bizarre. With, yeah. With very the... bizarre. And, and Dave was kind of all over the place uh, when he was trying to like include himself into that argument. But regardless, it just felt like it was forced to me. I don't know why, like, cause that hasn't been Eddie's personality at all. And all of a sudden I feel like he's been getting some flack online and he just comes super overboard with it. But you're right made a great point about Mark, Mike Portnoy buying those those uh, newspaper stands. So. And in that podcast, they spoke about uh, all the podcasts that were recently axed, and then they said they're going to start a new weekly thing where they start communicating with shows and sort of say, okay, you're like hovering on the line of where you could actually start to be in trouble. Um, so I'm just hoping Carl doesn't get one of those emails. I know Kirk won't check his emails, but. What are you trying to say there? We address well, uh, nothing. I'm just saying, I hope they don't get one of those emails about the main show. And the other one is, do you believe Kirk hasn't checked his emails for as long as he says? No, no, there's no, no way you can't like you got, yeah. you, you have to, cause there's, there's emails that he, he does eventually talk about how he's seen this or got this or these emails came in. Like he's definitely checking those emails. That, that's one of those things. That's one of those little white, you know, Kirk Minahan lies out there. Just can't be bothered to check his email. Right. How could you function? How could you function in this world, man? Without checking right. it's 2022. All right, let's get into listener questions. We've got a lot of them. Uh, first one is from Ted Sarandis. Uh, 
To oh what God. extent can many of the negative comments toward you guys be attributed to jealousy of the success of Minna fandom? Thoughts? Um, it's 100%, I think. Um, also, I think you're much more likable than I am. But you and I both have a tendency to piss people off. So the combination of our success and then the people that we piss off, I think, leads to this, which I love. I, I love when people don't like me. So I think that's 100%. Yeah, I think Ted's spot on there. I mean, this the smartest has, fan. has cleared everybody out. I mean, basically, we've intimidated all other Minifan content to go away, which was not my intention. I was actually trying to encourage more. But anyway, you know, if you know if you can stack up against this show, I can understand why you just pack it in and watch more footy and stuff like that, uh, buddy. Um, <laughs> what is Red's beverage and snack of choice when watching Celtics playoff games? Wow. Um, typically, typically I like to have a nice glass of red wine. Um, I remember them a, from the rundown. I remember a few rundowns where you'd have a sneaky glass of red. What any particular style? A Merlot, a Shiraz, a Pinot anything, Noir. I'm a, I'm big on. You, don't, you didn't know, don't even know what I just said, did you? you no, 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 no. You, you drink out of a box. It's a box. No, the box it's not even in a the box. fridge. No, this is the move, matters. This is the move. It's Groupon. It's every bottle is less than five dollars. Yep. And I and I buy a big case of them. And they come mm. in, and, and I have it for a long time. I don't mind. I'm not just cranking bottles. So I have a glass of red wine, uh, one of the gummies, and that's how I enjoy a Celtics game. What sort of gummy? Oh, I'll take anything I can get. Like I, whatever the I'm, I'm not good on whatever the the percentage is, whatever the poundage is. But yeah, I have I have me a nice little gummy, and uh, right. I call that it's called hydroplaning. Yeah, and then what's the snack? Oh, there's no snacking. No, no, no snacking. No Looking no, after no, your no. body. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm here just for the red wine, and it's better for the gummy that way too. Mm. Uh, it gives you that good hit, and you're good. You're good to go. I got what, a, what? I got a shipment of um, gummies in from America recently. Oh, really? Oh, from the from the weed guys from the weed chat. No, just no, from a shop in America that delivers here. Um, all right. Uh, can we? Wait, what, are you, what, are you, what are you? What are you consuming during games? What are you? What are you doing? Are you just straight business because this is work? Or oh cricket? no! So if I'm watching any sport, cricket or whatever, I have two things. I will maybe a gummy, something like that. I don't drink much, so won't be drinking. Snacks wise, I'm a big popcorn guy. It's my snack mm. of choice on sport um, because you know, big bowl, you can snack on it for hours. And my other thing is, I love listening to a podcast while watching sport. That's one of my things. You're um, married to the podcast game. I love this. Because then as a cricket commentator, I can form my own opinions of the game without being colored by what the commentators are saying. Um, yeah. Anyway, so that's I like where that. I am on that. Uh, can we all agree that John Featherston is a total bore? That's from Ted. Uh, I'm not going to say anything bad about John because I think he's like a chromosome short of a a full person or something. <laughs> Are you anticipating maybe running into him too on your trip? Is that what you're doing? I hope so. I really like John. Absolutely. I'll speak a bit of slow, a bit slower for him. <laughs> oh man. Wow. Okay. I, as a Mayo guy, I can't like, I can't like John Featherston. I'm a Mayo man. So I forget. So that's what makes me think Ted is Mayo. That's, that's my little bit of Mayo. Oh. 
And Ted really hates mayo, so maybe that's a maybe that's a, a deep fake. Who knows? Exactly. Rico Bosco, this is to me. If Kirk agreed to you coming to the studio with the caveat that you had to go on his morning run and keep up the whole way, would you take him up on it and would you be successful? Would I take him up on it? No. Would I be successful? No. I couldn't. I don't know how many miles he runs. I am not a runner. Uh, my little legs just weren't built for running. I can walk. I can power walk. So if any of the middle ladies want to put some lycra on and go for a power walk while I'm in Boston, I'm up for that. I can keep a good pace. But okay. when it comes to running, it doesn't, doesn't work. You're just not going to do it. Well, I mean, you did run to pay off that uh, that debt that you owed mm. with the YouTube channel. So you did do that. Um, I think Kirk does like five miles. So. Yes. And can you imagine any more of a, a hellish scenario for Kirk? than me being with him on a run and doing a show with me. Like that is not an outcome even Kirk wants, you know, and unless I have a heart attack and die on the track and then I think Kirk's like, okay, we've got some content. Yeah, he good content there. Like you imagine that happened? I come over and I die like in the studio or something. <laughs> yeah, he actually would love that. Maybe, that, maybe yeah. that'll get you in the studio. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Robert California. What do you think Dave's honest opinion of Chris is and vice versa? Tweet pictured below as evidence Chris is a petty cunt. Um, and this is Chris saying, love the Mariner support, but the part that made me the happiest was that Jared Carabas doesn't follow Dave Cullinane. And that was because Jared was doing a live stream and someone says, how do you think the Mariners 95 will go? And he mentioned Chris and said he doesn't follow anyone on the main show. So um, that's the context there. Uh, what do you think they think of each other, Dave and Chris? I think they actually really like each other. Like yes, when I, I saw that tweet, um, I actually thought that Chris was being pretty funny there and trying to bust Dave's balls. Um, I think they, they, you know, they trade podcast uh, interests. Um, seems like they're very chatting, chattable and very talking and joking when uh, Kirk is coming into the studio too. So I think they actually really like each other. And I don't think there's a lot of people that Dave Cullinane actually hates too. I think mm. he likes a lot of guys. And I'd, I'd say the same thing for Clemmer. He's a, Clemmer's a good dude, man. If you get time to hang out with him, he's going to be pretty hammered when you see him. Um, but when you get time with him, he's a good dude. So I think that they actually really like each other. Um, yeah. That's how I, I know, just going to upset you that, um, you know, Chris and Ethan and I are supposed to have dinner when I'm over there. Sorry to bring that up. Son of a bitch. Um, what? I will be hanging out with Chris and Ethan, hopefully. Um, uh, on that, I actually, um, I think that the things that annoy each other, each other on the show are real. Like I do think Kate, Dave thinks some of what Chris does is a bit wanky and Chris sure. does think Dave's a bit dumb and both are true, but I think that, they do like each other and it's not amplified for the show. Like I think, you know, you and I like each other. We can still fight on a show and there's things that, that annoy me about you and vice versa. So um, yeah, that's, that's what I think. I think Chris definitely looks down on Carl and Carl thinks Chris is a bit of a geek because Dave's got these weird sort of um, like, I don't know, things. And I think, yeah, it's weird perception Dave of the world. But anyway, the only thing I didn't like from that tweet from Clemmer is that he's talking about follows and I hate it when he talks about follows a lot and who follows him. Like he was talking about Carabas not following him. I hate it when when Clemmer does that because Clemmer goes back to that. He used to do that a lot in his early days on Twitter. I don't, I don't know if you remember, but he used to always he'd give a hard time because uh, his wife had more followers than he did. Feels like it's he's not really begging for followers, but it kind of seems like you bring that up a lot. Like, oh, well, Carabas doesn't like me because he doesn't follow me. 
like mm. you kind of like fishing for the follow a little bit. I don't like that from Clemmer. Don't do that, Clemmer. Well, I mean, once Clemmer gets enough followers, he'll go back to Big Cat Wayne and said, "Look, I've I've hit the look. threshold. I've got you know twenty thousand followers now. Give me I a like job. sports. I like sports. Yeah, Big Cat. Hire yeah, me. I like gambling. I drink too. I'm really <laughs> a, I'm a unicorn. Um, um, world famous monkey boy. Menace, do you prefer to listen to In Excess or Men at Work while you hammer Vegemite sandwiches? In Excess guy all the way. In Excess guy all the way. Wow. Um, yeah, me too. If I had to choose between two, it would be In Excess. Yeah. 100%. I have a link. I um, got to know the lead guitarist pretty well from In Excess through cricket. Uh, so, yeah, got a bit of a bias there. Um, this is from... NLA, which is suburban tug time. And this is probably probably VD. Why do you think dogs do that thing where they fluff their bed incessantly? I have no comment on this one, but it's – I can imagine Cullinane doing it, just, just like scraping away at his bed before he goes to sleep. I think it's like an anxiety thing maybe. I don't know. Like helps him, helps him a little bit settle in. Mm. I don't know. You know, stupid okay. question, but, you know, I don't like to ignore anything from our listeners. Turtle no, boy. Why hadn't Cully contacted Barstool regarding Kirk's setup for the week? It came up on the show recorded on Sunday that Dave hadn't done anything to support Kirk Wiley. He's in New York City now. Now, Red, you know, here's your chance. Get get the start defending your guy. Well, listen, I'm not. Well, I, I, is it okay to participate in this conversation, or is this going to bore you? I don't understand. Do you want to just stop this right now, or? I can continue on and you can put the brakes on. How do you want me to handle this, Menners? I'll do whatever you, you want. Just me to do. You just be honest. You just be honest. You know, I'll be, so okay. you're happy with you're happy with Kyle dropping the ball on this one. Well, no, I don't think that there's anything to drop the ball on. I think he said that pretty plainly that there's producers there that are gonna help you in-house. And I'm sure that he gave him gave Kirk that information. He let them know that Kirk was gonna be there. I don't know what more you would like for Dave to do. I mean actually I, organize it for a start well, as the well, producer. What did I just say? I said he just told Kirk about it, and then he told the producer. So, so that's like me saying to you, oh, Red, there's producers who can record the show. You just sort it out. No, no, no. No, no. There's a person there. If you listen to Which the words person? I'm telling Which you. Which person? He told Kirk that there's a person there that they're going to help coordinate with producers if they want to produce a show at Barstool HQ. This is how this goes, right? So what else would you like him to do? Now – I'll go back to the argument I was making before you rudely cut me off, which is Dave Cullinane should have been at Barstool HQ. That would have been the most smartest thing to do, but it is what it is. So this is what I'm telling you. There's, there's no way to criticize Dave in this. He gave Kirk the information. He gave Barstool the information. What more would you like? Winners? All right, yeah, yeah, you're right. Let, 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 just, let the Dave just do bare minimum. You're right. Let's do bare minimum, Dave. We've accepted oh, that's what he does. Oh, I'm, I'm not criticizing Dave anymore yeah. for just being the way he is. Sure. You know, we, we get what we're given. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, this is what we do, right? You call me a suck pump or you just you throw up the white flag. I'm giving you the reasons. I'm giving you information. I'm an intelligent person. I need you to take that information. Okay, so, it, so that means that the whole opportunity of Kirk going to New York has been completely wasted. We don't get no. any content. No, no. Where, where's the show? Dave's Kirk's coming back and they're recording Thursday, Friday in studio like a normal week. So we don't get any of Kirk interacting with anyone in the basketball office. You know, he couldn't pull anyone in. It was just 
It's just, just fine. But, but you can't, Menors, how can you defend Dave on this? All right. Menors, we don't know that. What if Thursday's show is Kirk with Big Cat at Barstool HQ? What if that is? Okay. We don't know well, that. Well, um, right? You know, this, oh, this is oh, a, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. This is a Matt Evans. This is why he says we shouldn't record on Wednesday night. Um, next question. Stacy from Matawaska's phone. Should Cully quit KMS and pursue his fate as a mini golf announcer? Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah, 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 yes, yeah. yes, and yes. And yeah. I think Justin could do yeah. exactly what Cullinane does as producer. Yeah. So there'd be no big loss here. I mean, yeah. yeah. But yeah. see, this is what you guys do. This is what you guys do. You take something that he did great and then you turn it into, oh, well, you know, he should just do this for the rest of his life. He just announced mini golf. Like that's some kind of a, I know what you're doing, assholes. Okay. No, I'm being supportive. No, this is not supportive. I know what you're doing. I've done this move. This is not supportive. Okay, don't do this. All right. Even even if I remove that side of it, Dave Cullen could still do the Monday night mini golf commentary in summer and produce KMS. Of course he could. Yeah, he can do anything he wants. He's producing two podcasts full time right now, and he's going to be giving great mini golf content. I mean, spending a lot of time on OnlyFans. Like, well, yeah, that too. Absolutely. Who, Who's to say? Uh, Minifam, uh, Lauren Lynn, how many DM threads are each of you in? I said one. How many for you? Zero. 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 Uh, Andy May, related question. What constitute, constitutes a thread? Three or more people, I guess. Um, I, think, I think beyond four is a thread. I think beyond four. That's what I'm okay. saying. Robert California, as an experienced man of the industry, clearly to me, what tips tips do you have for Red to maximize his talents as a host? Oh, please. The floor is yours, Manners. Oh, I, I think Robert um, Red is, a, as I've said many times, one of the best co-hosts I've ever worked with in any format, probably the best. So I, I would only say to him maybe just, you know, maybe just – you know, let, let's sort of see some progression in this whole Dave Cullinane shtick. Um, <laughs> it's that's not all. That's all. Okay. All right. Okay. I was hoping for some legitimate help in this situation. And you're just telling me it's shtick. This is not shtick. What I'm doing is not shtick. You present me an argument. I love to argue. If you don't give me facts to back up your argument, I'm going to swat you away like a fly. Okay. That's and it. I guess, Rob, Robert, the other thing is, um, you know, we've kind of got past Red's um, frequent dodging of recordings. That's the only other criticism I would have had of him. Of, um, So, you know, he's both parents are dead now. The dog's gone. There we go. Um, you know, hopefully your wife's parents or father-in-law dies next and can't use this picking up the airport excuse. Um, as of right now, as of right now, I'm unstoppable, okay? I'm unstoppable. I've, I'm I'm fucking Batman out here. I've got no parents. I am fucking unstoppable behind the microphone. Look out, manners. Next question, Gearhead Mike. When you arrive in the United States, does all the blood rush to your head? Well, the blood rushes to another part of my body. That's for sure. Um, there we go. Uh, yes, that's a joke because we're in the southern hemisphere. Um, but I think it would actually be the opposite, wouldn't it? Because like you're on the northern hemisphere, so the blood would rush to my feet. Oh, sure, um, yeah, to your feet. Yeah, but anyway, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. my toilet bowls go. Didn't land the plane right. there, buddy. But um, yeah, yeah. again, just a, <laughs> and well, just another American that has no idea about geography. Like I'm still convinced 
Blind Mike has no idea where Australia is. He's never seen a map. Like if if you said to him, you know, how do you get to Australia from America? He wouldn't be able to tell you. Manners, I don't know if you've ever been to North Dakota, but the man thinks that North Dakota is on the West Coast. That's what I'm saying. So He's, where do you think Australia oh, is? No, it's, it's, it's stunning. Mm. It's stunning. I don't know how he does it. And uh, we've got a question here from Rico Bosco fan, but this will lead us into our um, what are pe- what are Red's parents watching from heaven segment. Um, <laughs> Son of and, and, piece of shit, you. And um, <laughs> I just want to alert everybody, this is loaded with spoilers, this review. We're going to Doctor Strange, Ozark. So if you want to not have them not spoiled, now would be the time to um, turn off Minifandom. And thanks for listening for those that want to watch the end of Ozark and Doctor Strange without the spoilers. Now, this question, um, let's start with Ozark because I've got a lot to say. Uh, the question from Rico Bosco fan, who was your least favourite Ozark character? I couldn't stand Jonah and Wendy. Yeah, you go. Oh, I I hated Wendy. And I, I loved her arc of hate, but I will say, when she tells that the uh, the the road rage scene, where I believe does she tell the guy to suck her cock? Is that what she yes, says? Yes, something like that. Yeah. Oh my god, it was beautiful. And then I fell in love with her all over again. So I <laughs> I hated Wendy Bird right up until that point, and then I love Wendy Bird now. So. I couldn't stand her and I am, I would say I'm almost very disappointed with the last few episodes of Ozark. I thought it really lost its way at the end there. Um, One thing was I really wanted Wendy Bird to get murdered, killed in a a gratuitous violent, like cut up and then, you know, put through a fucking grinder or something. Like I wanted the worst, worst death imaginable for Wendy Bird and we didn't get that. I really hated the fact that they killed Ruth in the last episode. Did not like that plot line. Uh, and I just didn't like the way they landed the plane. I thought the last few episodes kind of got a bit outlandish and they kind of tied up and it just kind of, I think it got away from them. And, uh, and, and I sort of, and then I didn't like the fact that at the end they just go black screen and you don't really know who the kid shot. Like there's some suggestion that he, he might have, Jonah might have shot his mum rather than the detective because she killed Ben or had Ben killed. Um, so, yeah, how, how do you feel about the end of Ozark? What, what do you I actually, think? I, I kind of actually liked it in that it left – it kind of had like a that little piece of Sopranos where it just goes to black. Um, but it still kind of like brings it all together. I liked that Wendy didn't get killed because I felt like that would have been too – like everybody was just calling for it. And I liked I liked her story arc where she you know they kind of explained why she was such a bitch, like when it comes to her family and her her dad and that storyline. Um, I agree that it got a little too it was like too simplified in a way, like it felt kind of rushed there at the end. And I don't know, it felt like there was more that they could have done with the show to actually end it. Like it felt like the last two episodes were like rushed through. Which maybe that happens with every show. I don't know. But I think it was close to. It was almost going to get to the point where it was going to be better than Breaking Bad. But it just never got there for me. Uh, the first episode, the first the episode of this last final season here, this back half of it, was awesome. The uh, Following along with the Illmatic album with Nas 
mm. uh, was great as a hip hop guy. I love that. Um, there were moments in this season that I really, really loved. It just didn't get all the way there for me. And I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah, it was a sort of bubblegum watch in the end for me. It was enjoyable and like, but the, the ending frustrated me and I sort of came away thinking it was sort of devolved into a little bit of a comic book at the end with the sister taking over the cartel and all that stuff. Um, but but it, yeah. But that was a pretty good scene with the sister, right? Where she's walking in with the gun and it's just like you're oh, to kill her. To kill Ruth. Yeah, like... At least, at least Ruth went out like a gangster. Like Ruth went out the way she wanted to go out, like on her feet. Like, let's fucking go. Maybe, you know? but I just even thought like Ruth would have had a gun. Like, you know, surely she's got a piece in that situation in in the car. And anyway, it, it yeah. just it was fine. Um, and then the next bit of pop culture is Doctor Strange's new movie. Saw that on the weekend, and I have to say it was one of my favorite Marvel movies recently. I think it was excellent. I thought um, Wanda was great. What's the name? Elizabeth Olsen, that actress. Absolutely. Um, uh, I think you had to have seen WandaVision and been – I was drawn to that family in WandaVision. I didn't think the whole show worked for me, but I I, I liked that premise of her creating this family. And and so I, my wife, when she saw, she saw the movie with me, she hadn't seen WandaVision, so I don't think that grabbed her quite as much, but – um, still, I thought just a great Marvel movie, one of the best. Oh, it looked great. Um, I loved There was actually legitimate scenes that were actually felt like a horror movie. Um, the acting was it, – it's amazing what they're able to do with these actors now that they're able to bring them in for, for these movies and what they're able to do. My only criticism, I think, would have been it's like sometimes the dialogue felt like a little corny. Like even mm. for like a, a Marvel movie, it felt like it was a little bit more like a – like last action hero, like a corny action movie, you know? But other than that, that was my only criticism. This was one of the best movies. I, and I forgot how good the first Doctor Strange was. So before I went to go watch it in theaters, I watched the original Doctor Strange. And that one is underrated. That mm. one's a very good movie, too. Yes, so. I am. I did that. Watch the first one and then that one. But, yeah, I, I think they, they did a great job with this one. I thought – I thought – I was really concerned that the multiverse stuff would get away from them plot wise, but I actually thought they kept it not too broad. So it wasn't like one of those movies where you sort of, Oh, well, which multiverse are we in now? And who's, right. who is this old or new person? They, they kind of, they kept it tight enough. So the plot didn't get away from us. Absolutely. And the comedy of it too. Like it reminded me a lot of what Spider-Man is too. Um, mm. Love, love the comedy, love the action, love the horror. It was, and it was so much, it was different than every other Marvel movie we've seen. Um, I think uh, Doctor Strange and Thor, I have, do, I have done a great job of giving you that with Ragnarok too. Like just completely different Marvel movies that mm. are really, really good. So I saw the Thor preview when I was seeing the Doctor Strange movie. That looks good. It looks very good. The, the Thor movies are awesome. I think they're... Um, the best ones of that, like more so than Captain America and, and uh, Iron Man. I think I love. Yeah, let's not go up to fucking Hemsworth prick and say to Hemsworth, <laughs> that, uh, you know, Australian males are fucking cucks. Yeah, do that, snark. See how brave you are, then, kid. Um, uh, <laughs> that's good. That came uh, out of nowhere. That was awesome. 
And then uh, I started watching last night because one of our great listeners recommended the Hitchcock movie The Lady Vanishes from 1938. So I found it on uh, Amazon Prime last night. I watched the first 20 minutes and those two English characters that talk about the cricket are there. And it's it's very good. I've, I've only watched 20 minutes in and I'm going to finish it tonight. But The Lady Vanishes, uh, it, it's such an odd experience which you, watching a movie from 84 years ago um, because it's like a time capsule as well as a movie. I can't do it, Manners. I can't do it. Like you and Clemmer, you guys can watch that stuff all day. I can't do it. Like anything, uh, anything before Jaws, can't watch it. I can't watch it. Doofus. Can't do it. And no wonder you love Cullinane so much. Um, <laughs> what? I, uh, what? I will at least go back to the seventies, Manners. Come on now, and I. And that's not fair. I will. But, but actually, but, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. So I guess I, I'm with you a little bit. Like some movies date and some don't. So, yeah. um, and I think this one probably doesn't date. But I haven't watched all of it. But there's not just the fascination with the movie, but I said it's like a time capsule because. You know, it's it's a, it's a very old movie. Um, yeah. So it's a nice now, window into that era. Forget about these old movies, Manners. How excited are you for Top Gun next week for Maverick? Very, excited? very excited. Oh, my Saw God. Saw the preview. There was, Holy like, woos shit. in the theater when it came on, clapping. All the reviews sound very good, too. Like, it's still coming through. It's not just fanboy stuff. Like, I think this movie is going to be legit, man. I'm going to love it regardless. But, God damn, I can't wait for this shit. And I'd liked Cullinane's idea that he and Kirk should go and see it either together or separately and then go into the studio yeah. and record a review straight after. Um, I think that idea. is stepping on Jeff D. Lowe's toes a little with LCB, Lights, Camera, Barstool, but why not? No, the Top Gun is Minahan property, first and foremost. Like, if anybody's going to do anything Top Gun or Maverick, uh, I, I think Jeff D. Lowe should do it on Kirk Minahan's show. I think he should be on KMS to do it. I don't think Lights, Camera, Barstool should cover Maverick. My Out of respect? Out of respect. That's that's Minahan IP at this point. Yeah, I agree. Danger Zone. Anything else you've been watching? Anything you want to touch on before we wrap this up? No, I've just been I, I've been watching the Celtics, and I've been working straight out. I've been a uh, ton of games. So I I am just full-on sports, baby. Sports, sports, sports. So I love being able to come on a show and not talk about sports. Don't care. I'm not talking about footy. Don't care about the clicks. Don't care about, you know, working off of Kirk Minahan's audience, getting those clicks. Don't care. Love it. Nope. Thank you. Nope. We're just here for the show. We, we don't need to to go on a network and do a soccer show that has no relation to the network or the host at all. Like, they're literally nothing to do with it. Like, Kirk doesn't even like soccer, and yet they're doing a <laughs> soccer show on his network. Um, I love, I love and, and two of them, both of them don't listen to the show anymore. Buddy and Dava don't listen to the show. And yet they're on the network doing a soccer show. That's sad. I hate to hear that. I like both of those guys. That bums me out. I hate to hear that. All right. Well, that's it um, for Minna Fandom. Red, it's been great to catch up with you. Um, Miss you, buddy. I don't know what our schedules look like next week. I'm probably a bit more flexible. I could. Well, I'm not sure yet, but um, I mean, I can go back to Wednesday night, baby. I can give you that Wednesday night, Wednesday, Thursday night, whatever works. I feel like that's I'd, the move. Yeah, you know, it, we might be able to do next Thursday. I just got to um, confirm one thing for work, um, because I know how much Matt 
you know, gets upset when we record on Wednesday nights. Oh, we're going to get this show before two main shows. So next week we could be reacting to four or five KMS shows. Uh, It's going to be a long one. I'm going to, I'm going to give you the full three hours, my friend. I'm going to make it last. I'll give it to you. (laughs) All right. Well, the blood's rushing somewhere. So I got to go after that. Thanks, Red. All right. Love you, buddy.